Welcome to the Life Giving Leader Podcast. Welcome back to the Life Giving Leader Podcast. Glad to be with you again. This is a bonus episode brought to you uh, because I just didn't want to miss an opportunity to interview a hero of mine, somebody that we've known for a little while. Um, a few years back, uh, my wife and I had the privilege of going out to California and being there for the premiere of Ben Hur because Mark Burnett and Roma Downey enjoy- invited us to be a part, come out to their house and hang out a little bit with a lot of other Christian leaders. And it was just really a cool, cool opportunity. And Roma Downey is just an amazing leader. She's an amazing actress. Her and her husband, Mark, have just been doing amazing things for the kingdom over the last few years, and uh, well, longer than that, but um, making films that really, uh, something we can be proud of, something that brings Bible stories to life. And uh, this weekend, March 27th, on Discovery Plus, we've got a brand new film that they've created called Resurrection. I watched it this week, and... um, you know, it's one of the first times I've seen in film version the actual. Uh, there's plenty of films that have depicted Christ's death, but very few that talk about post, you know, the resurrection part, all the stuff going on around it, not just the event of, but how the event of the resurrection um, interacted with the disciples and with the people of the city and the governor and all the different things. So it's just a really cool story. And so. I just couldn't miss an opportunity to sit with a friend and hear a little bit more where her and Mark were um, inspired to do this, why they felt like this was the time. And uh, so I'm grateful for a conversation with Roma Downey about her new film, Resurrection. Welcome back to the Life Giving Leader Podcast, and today we have a special episode, as we talked about, with the world-famous Roma Downey. How are you doing, Roma? I'm doing so good, thank you. And you and your family all yeah, well? we're doing well and just been plugging away. Um, you know, it's interesting, I left Catalyst a couple of years ago and been doing my own leadership coaching and consulting, and you know, when you hit these seasons, I know for you guys, very similar, like what's going to happen? Like, right. What happens with your work and with, with, with film and all these different things. And, and yeah, God's been very faithful. And so um, can you catch us up to speed a little bit with what you and Mark have been working on lately during this crazy season of life? Yeah, for sure. Well, we, you know, as, as you know, um, we have our company Lightworkers, uh, which is the faith and family division of MGM. And we've got all sorts of good stuff coming down through the pipeline We've seen enormous growth during uh, the time of COVID on our social platforms. We've been committed just to creating positive content and making sure that we get it out there on a daily basis because we know that people have been hungry for hope. They've been hungry for connectivity. You know, we've been so isolated and disconnected from each other and many people have been incredibly lonely. So those social platforms, I think, took on new importance and new meaning during this time. And we really tried to make sure that at Lightworkers, we were just uh, filling the world with, with love and with light. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but you know, on the, on the, on the bigger side of what we do, 
Um, and nothing comes bigger than putting together a big biblical epic drama. <laughs> uh, we decided that it would be the perfect Easter to tell the story of the resurrection. Yeah. And so we went back into our library in the same way that we did for the movie Son of God. We went into our library and we crafted that beautiful film about the life and ministry of Jesus. We've done the same thing here and we've gone back in to craft the story of the resurrection. And it takes us not just the resurrection, but right through the ascension of Jesus. Yeah. It takes us through to Pentecost and, um, and you know, how the, those early disciples just filled with the Holy Spirit move forward to share the gospel with the world. Yeah, that's what was beautiful when I watched it. I, I thought there's, there's been plenty of films leading up to the, uh, to the crucifixion. And then there's been, you know, hints at the resurrection or this and that. But this is the first that I've watched where the surrounding disciple, what's going on in their world when the resurrection happened? You know, because this is the most hopeful moment in, in history. And you guys were able to go and go, now, what about Peter? And what about Mary? And like, obviously, we hear yeah. some of that in scripture. But what, what made you yeah. guys go, we need to do that story? Well, I mean, scripture is wonderful, and it really gives us the factual accounts of what was going on at that time, but it hasn't been written like a novel, so we're not able to yeah. really make those emotional connections because we don't know the nuances of what people might have been feeling at that time, and we really wanted to present a humanity of the disciples, you know, so that we each of us could relate to them. Um, in all their vulnerabilities and all their feelings, you yeah. know, and scripture tells us that the only disciple that was at the foot of the cross was John, the beloved. We know that Mary Magdalene was there and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. But if Judas had had betrayed Jesus by then, and we know that he had, and John was at the cross, it begs the question, where were the other 10? Right. Like, they go and what were they doing and so the first big dramatic scene after the crucifixion in our movie is the moment where they all start coming back and we see such a myriad of emotions in them you know they're they're afraid of course yeah. uh, because if they just killed jesus maybe they're going to be next they're confused because their leader has been killed and they don't they don't know what they're going to do next they're feeling grief and heartbreak because jesus is dead and I'm certain they were feeling shame and guilt that they, you know, that they hadn't say that they that they had run off. And so we really wanted to tell the story from their point of view. And um, and the movie plays out, uh, you know, in, in 90 minutes, it feels very fast paced. Yeah, it's um, I, I hope it's like our other projects that it's a quality project because you and I both know. <laughs> that we've been approached over the years by many people with good intentions. And, uh, you know, I've got a faith project and can you help support it? And, you know, we show up to support it. And quite frankly, sometimes the movies just aren't any good. You know? <laughs> and we all go, why is it that Christian movies have to be so, you know, why are they such rubbish? Yeah. And we're sophisticated audiences. We, we, we expect a movie to be, you know, as good as any other movie coming out of Hollywood. So, yeah. We have really worked with the best teams to bring this together, to bring it to life. And I really feel that, you know, it is the perfect movie for such a time as this. Yeah. Because you take the Christmas story out of the New Testament and the New Testament would still hold up. 
but you try to take the Easter story out, mm -hmm. you take the resurrection out, you know, and it's a completely different story. Jesus yeah. died, but he rose again and he lives. He lived that would take away our fear. And this year, we've just been full of fear. Right. I mean, anxiety levels have just been off the chart. Either we've known people that have died or we've been afraid ourselves that we're going to get sick and die. But it's been a very, very challenging time. So I just feel encouraged that Discovery Plus have put this movie on their platform, that audiences will be able to come together from the comfort and safety of their own homes and watch Resurrection together over the Easter season. I love that, Roma. I, one of the things you said there is, is you know, we met when, when I was leading Catalyst and Brad, and, you know, all of us became friends. And uh, which, by the way, I saw Cameron, I go to Orlando a good bit. So Cameron Strang and I still hang out a lot. And he just loves yeah. you guys so much. But yeah. one of the things we were passionate about with events for Christians was that they were world class as well. And, and as you were talking about with film and art, like, we don't, the faith community doesn't necessarily get that reputation, do we? Like it, it's, it's almost like, oh, it's going to be decent. What, why has that mattered so much to you and Mark? Well, I think, you know, I just think that that the time for that is over, you know, yeah. I don't think you can show up and say, you know, I'm well-intended. I mean, I appreciate good intention. Sure. I do. I appreciate people with sincere faith and, but it's like, where are the artists? Where are the filmmakers, yeah. you know? Where, you know, there's there's no excuse for not being excellent at what you do or yeah. get the training or, you know, it's like there's plenty of resources to figure out how to do this stuff and how to do it well. Yeah. And it's important to us in all that we do. You know, it's our brand. It's like it has our name on it. Right. And, and we want it to be excellent. We also, you know, it's this is Jesus is our king, yeah. you know. Like we we got to give, you know, we want it to be seen and to be respected. Yeah. We want the story to be known. We want people that don't know anything about Jesus to come to this movie yeah. and say, well, that was a good movie. I didn't know anything about it, but I'm interested. Sure. You know, maybe will open. We don't know. You know, we heard after the Bible series that there were many conversions, many people, you know, came to the Lord after that. And it's just a TV show, but it has the potential and power to reach millions of people yeah. and um you know as you know we always uh, work with faith consultants and pastors and leaders to make sure that we're accurate when we dip into the story that you can recognize the, the story in there you can go pull up the scripture and read those moments you know i have had a few people who've had a chance to see the sneak peeks and they said they'd forgotten about the prophecy from isaiah you mm. know and that it said he would be laid in a rich man's tomb. So that's why we put in there that Caiaphas has a, has a you know, goes crazy when he hears that yes. Joseph of Arimathea gave him the tomb. He's like, don't you know what you've done? You've fed right into the, the fulfillment of that prophecy. And Joseph of Arimathea says, I just did the decent thing. Yep. You know, you killed him. You stole him in the night and you killed him so brutally and so unnecessarily. I just wanted to, you know, allow his family the decency of a burial. And he's like, no, they're going to come now, Caiaphas says. They're going to come. They're going to pretend um, that he's risen. They're going to steal the body. And so that's when he goes and he makes sure that the, the army is at the a whole legion of soldiers at the tomb and they seal the tomb closed with a, with a Roman seal to make sure that nobody can pretend that they stole Jesus body. Well, of course it doesn't matter what they <laughs> thought the 
we're going to pretend or not. And and again, with the excellence of a great special effects team, yeah, we were able to create that wonderful supernatural movement in the sky. Yeah, and then almost like a rocket, something comes down. That's what it looked like on the uh, tomb, and then up emerges this powerful, beautiful African black angel with this well-worn, weathered armor, and he draws his sword, and you just know he's fought many a good battle yeah. in, in the Lord's army. And um, and it's just a thrilling moment. We see the light start to shine from behind the, 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 the rock, the stone, and he pushes the stone away, and the light floods out, and, you know, the world is forever changed, right? Yep. Forever changed. You know, Roma, we, uh, I've had a lot of churches and friends asking me if, from a consulting perspective, what are some of the keys if, for church right now, you know, in this thing? And I, I don't think it's changed. We're hope dealers. Like, like that's what we do. And, and the light metaphor that shows up all throughout the film, but also it's what the brand of Lightworkers is for. Like, we want to share hope and be hope dealers. What are you, what are you really hopeful for, not just for this film, but for the church as you're looking into the, you know, the next few months and the next year or two? Well, I know that we're all looking forward to, you know, that kind of resurrection in our churches too, you know, as we finally, you know, we'll be able to get back into community and worship together. I mean, I, I miss my church community and I'm grateful for technology that we've been able to pull in services online, but it's not quite the same. Not the same. <laughs> you know, because when the Holy Spirit moves around the room, you know, and just, you know, it's electric. You can, you can feel it. I can mm-hmm. feel it. And uh, we tried to display that here in this beautiful uh, Pentecostal scene where, you know, where our, where our, dis- uh, these early disciples still not sure what they're supposed to do, you know, still, got that uncertainty, you know, and we can all relate to that uncertainty. It's like, you know, I, I meet people all the time. They say, well, I, I want to be, you know, of surface, but, you know, and you're making movies and you've got light workers, but I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be engaged or how to, you know, step in. And yet it's like everybody stepping in together is the church. You know, that's what church is. It's like all of us and, and each of us has a role to play. And, you know, I just encourage everybody that, you know, if they're watching the film, that the scene of Pentecost is a great reminder, really, for all of us, that the Holy Spirit is alive and available for all of us at any moment. And, yeah. you know, when we see at the end of our film, we remind the audience that we go from the first century and just this handful of believers to the 21st century and a reminder that the church has over 2.2 billion members across denominations mm-hmm. globally and that's you know to be reminded of that is it just gives me goosebumps you yeah. know particularly in a world where we felt you know disconnected where we felt you know some extreme division also because yeah. of everything that happened particularly in our country over the election and how hateful everybody was to each other that maybe we can get back into really you know do you remember that song we all grew up saying that they'll know we are Christians by our love. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I would love to see. That, Me too. That we would loving each other. Yeah. And that it won't be, it won't be because we're out wag- wagging fingers at people. Yeah. It'll just be because we are loving people and that they will know we are Christians. 
Yeah. Well, Roma, I just, first of all, I just want to say thank you um, on behalf of our family and our, our two boys and, and the way that you and Mark have uh, not only led your kids well, but you've given us ways to communicate the, the truths that we believe. And one of the greatest gifts I've ever had is baptizing both of my boys. And when you see their faith, your faith become their faith, it is just a gorgeous thing. And so just thank you for the way that you and, and your husband and your teams continue to fight for kingdom things um, and to bring hope. And I'm just, I'm super thankful for that. For those who um, want to know more, I know they can, uh, it's going to be streaming March 27th starting. And that's what you were telling me earlier. That's the coolest part, right? It just, it's there. Would you remember it used to be the time we, we I'd be saying, and the movie will be on eight o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> You know, and you know, if you missed it, maybe you you could have T-voted. Remember right. T-vote? Yes, or VCR <laughs> recorded in your uh, VHS tape. <laughs> right. And now, of course, it, it's all about the streaming platform. So Discovery Plus is a brand new streaming platform, and they partnered with us because they want to do more faith and family content. Yeah. That's why we love them. They have great shows on there. So there's lots of um, things that you will get with your subscription. But if you go to discoveryplus.com slash resurrection and download, you can watch the movie. It goes up on Saturday nights, it yeah. begins, but then it's available all through the Easter season. So I encourage you to, you know, to grab your family and to sit down in the safety of your home and watch resurrection together and, you know, and celebrate Easter yeah. and, and happy and safe and wonderful Easter. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, being on the Life-Giving Leader podcast, Roma, and thanks for being a friend for so many years. And uh, we're just grateful to cheer you guys on too, but knowing that this is our story. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your friendship too and for your, for your support and your encouragement. I appreciate it. And I'll, I'll give Mark your very best. Thank you, Roma and Mark, for what you do. Again, you can um, you can follow at on social media. You can go to at Discovery Plus if you want to find out more, or just simply go to the landing page, discoveryplus.com slash resurrection to find out more about it, figure out ways to show this with your church, with small groups, with different leaders, and um, you know, even watch it with your family. So uh, thank you, Roma, again, for being a part of this. Thanks for all you and Mark are doing to serve the kingdom in so many incredible ways. And I'm just grateful for that. So I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and uh, excited to have a few more season two episodes in the can now. We've got uh, Paul Doherty Doherty from um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who took over a church from his parents. Uh, We've also got Chris Durso. I think you just got to listen to him. Um, There's a lot of fun episodes coming up with people who are leading things they didn't start. So stay tuned for that. Keep listening and share with your friends. If you enjoy these things, share them rate them on iTunes and uh, wherever you're listening to this, and that'll help us grow the Life-Giving Leader podcast. So until then, we'll see you next week. 